0: Welcome to that Wheel Series. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing great and it's an honor to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for joining oh, Thank you so much for inviting me. So I really love the pomegranate box which you've created and the audience, the followers, they loved it. It actually looks like a real fruit box and first time. First it's the first time that I saw it when Alonsa Guevara shared it. And I couldn't believe my eyes unless you just was uh, use the brush over it. And I was like, oh, okay, it's a painting. And I need to have Nat be on the show, talk about the work. Yeah, you know, it's
1: funny. I've gotten a lot of comments to that reel. And a lot of people think I'm just kind of waving a brush over a box or I have a piece of glass on top of it, or that it's a cake, which I thought was really weird. I actually had to Google the cake video. So I'm like, what is this cake? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, um, those are super fun to paint. Okay. Um, that mm-hmm. box series is something that I, I moved to studios, I guess maybe 66 or seven years ago. And I so much, you can't imagine like the stuff I had to pack and everything was like, I was unpacking it. It was in a lot of small boxes, my still life props. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just kind of looking around and seeing all this junk in boxes with paint, you know, packing paper. And I was like oh my God, that would be so much fun to paint. And then I found those cradled panels where I was able to paint the sides to look like cardboard. So it, it really came out of me having to be studio, which was a horrific experience. So I'm glad that there was a, a good thing came out of that. <laughs>
0: That's really beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, Yash, let's begin from talking more about the work, artwork itself. Uh, so what are the mediums which you used here and? Uh, what concepts did you think about while creating this work? Yeah, no, everything that I do is oil on panel. Okay. Um, I've, I have painted when I was
1: like a little art baby, little art kid many years ago. Um, I did paint on canvas for a long time. But for me, panel is the way to go. It's just it's faster. I get higher resolution. And I've all my panels custom made with an oil ground. Um, so, yeah, it's oil on panel. And I think a lot of my work is just sort of informed by humor and whimsy and joy you know there's a lot of dark stuff out there in the world but i am not a dark person i don't really need to add to that mm-hmm. um so humor is definitely a big one and color like i love color so yeah that's stuff that i always just i kind of strive for and storytelling that there's some sort of or narrative and like even with those box paintings which granted it is pomegranates in a box there's not yeah, yeah. it's not the great american novel there's not a story there but i kind of like to incorporate sides, the stamps on the side of it, yeah. which is really, really my favorite part of making those box paintings. And that kind of helps it create a narrative there. That's wonderful.
0: I really love your color palette, I think. Yeah. It's full chroma. <laughs> oh, and we have a comment from the audience, the aesthetic artist, Natalie, we love you and your work. There are so many hearts there. Yeah
1: appreciate that. Everybody has like just been so kind just connecting with now yeah. and chatting with them and like how
0: much amazing art I've been able to see. I mean like all over the world. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, yeah there's another comment. Uh, saw your boxes and really love this creative idea. So thank you to everyone for joining and please feel free to type in your question in the comment box. So Natalie moving on to how you have combined your experiences. So you have the skill and knowledge of uh, art and music both, and with a master's degree in music, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you've spent more than six years uh, in learning drawing. So, would you like to talk about such a beautiful journey of yours, uh, which you have had, and how do you feel today? Uh, do you feel like a connection between both of the forms of art, both the forms of art like music and painting, because that's your unique value as an artist today? Yeah, that's a crazy story and i will give you the cliff notes version um
1: but yeah i started playing the trolley when i was a little kid and that was basically all i ever did i left home when i was 15 to go to performing arts high school never lived at home again with my parents like toured all over the place it was crazy and i moved to new york city to do my master's degree Mm -hmm. and just kind of had a meltdown where i was like oh my god like i'm gonna spend the rest of my life sitting in an orchestra this is not what i want to do so i thought i would take some art classes and i really liked it Like to me, it was just so much more creative than sitting in an orchestra and playing like a Mahler symphony and following the notes on the page. So, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. It was a weird time to like make that switch because I already had a very well-established career as a cellist and I had never drawn and painted anything. Like which when I meet people who are older and they're learning how to draw and paint, they're like, well, and I'm like, oh no, you can do this. Like you could start at ground zero Um, and i got really lucky i studied with a bunch of different people in new york city for a while Mm -hmm. and this was back in the 90s i'm really old i'm just gonna like spoiler alert i'm old you don't look like you look very young filter i've got like all these filters on me um but the nice thing about it like now there's all these amazing people to study with like you want to learn representational drawing and painting there's so many places you could go but back in new york in the 90s there were not a lot of options but eventually i found my way to my flaviano and I was able to do a six-year apprenticeship with him, which was incredible. I mean, he really he taught me basically everything I know about drawing a painting. And like if I, if our paths hadn't crossed, I don't know what I would be doing now. So he was very important to me. Yeah. And he had a very structured way of teaching. You know, it was it was a lot of studies and practice. And you know, that kind of, it wasn't like sit down and paint a still life. It was sit down and paint these seventeen spheres. You know, it was a very academic training um yeah you know but i i don't regret the music steps like i have had yeah. people ask me that because i spent so much of my early life doing nothing but that but in a way like what i learned from that as far as being able to sit and work and practice like mm-hmm. that has really informed my art because i'm i'm very comfortable sitting in a room by myself for 10 hours a day yeah. painting and that's what i used to do as a cellist so i kind of I learned that discipline as a little kid, yeah. so that has been very helpful for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they both have creativity in common. They do.
1: I mean, like I, I probably was never going to have a real job, you know. Like I'm, I'm never going to show up to an office and wear a pantyhose. Like even when I did, I had a job many years, of course, waiting tables, like we all did. And then when I was in art school, I, I was a decorative painter for years and years. I'm mean, like any kind of like faux finishes and murals and venetian plaster
0: any of that stuff so yeah i was never really cut out for the office job <laughs> oh i get that and there's a comment from the audience steve born here oh, okay. natalie did you have a mentor did you, did you have a mentor at a critical time in your development gosh um
1: i'm gonna say no ish mm-hmm. i mean when i finished with michael you kind of like you were done and you had to like go out and figure it out on your own but mm-hmm. I think as far as having a mentor, the one thing that was really valuable for me was having art friends, like having an art community, you know, people, people who really understand what you're going through and people who have been where you are and then people that are ahead of where you are, you know, it's like creating a community like that. um, Something that's been really invaluable to me. There's a a Zoom group that I've met um, through Anthony Wachulis. It's sort of an artist round table thing, and that's been invaluable. I mean, I've made so many good friends there and so much great information. So I think like, I definitely, if you can find like a mentor that will take you on, I think that's awesome. But even outside of that, just having a community of people, that's, that's an incredible thing, an
0: incredible way to support yourself. Thanks for answering that. And there's another question. How do you become consistent? I struggle with that a lot. Um, do you mean consistent in what you make or consistent in one your role? Yeah. Working every day. I'm sorry, wor- you mean working every day? Like, oh, I guess, I'm just guessing that, uh, how do you keep, like, that kind of, like you said, you develop that kind of consistency while you were in music is also, so, which is still there while painting, sitting quietly and working.
1: Yeah, for me, and this does not work for everyone, I'm not, like, promoting this. Lots of people would not like this at all, but... um. <laughs> I get very motivated by deadlines. Like, I like to do lots of shows, lots of deadlines. I usually plan out a year in advance the shows I'm going to do, the paintings I'm going to make. Like, I have a plan. Um, I even have a master calendar on one wall in my studio that is every month, and I can make notations for everything that's going to happen. When it's got to be shipped, varnished, framed, what paintings I'm going to make, when. Like, I'm super organized that way. So, for me, like, every day is sort of a goal. You know, I have a plan of the day what I need to get done in order to have things happening in the future I find that really motivating mm-hmm. you know and and it, it for me like that keeps me in front of the easel I have a plan I'm working on the plan every day like I'm tracking through it this would not work for everyone oh <laughs> <laughs> my god that literally sounds like the worst thing I can imagine um, but for me it helps me get organized and focused and execute a plan with with achievable goals
0: so that's oh yeah that's that's great like Planning, organizing, structuring everything, and managing the time—that's wonderful. Like, I'm like this week, like, I'm going
1: to Boston tomorrow to teach a workshop. Now I knew I have this little tiny eight by ten painting. I'm like, I have to get that done. Like, I can't come home and like face that painting. Not to mention, I was painting bacon, and it's going to be completely rotten. It will not even look like. Bacon anymore. So yeah, that's what I did this week. I'm like, yeah, I can't go to the beach. Got to paint bacon. So
0: yeah, okay. Okay, uh, so from Artinum, uh, do you see in the painting boxes with a glossy varnish as a finish? I do not use glossy varnish. Um, I feel like I, they are sealed with varnish, but I prefer
1: a matte varnish, or actually what I, what I use is a satin matte. It's where I mix in between a matte and a gloss to kind of create my own sheen level. Um, which I really love. I do have a reel for the varnish that I like to use, which is a synthetic regal res called Conservator's Products. Yeah. And you can get shiny matte, you can make your own thing, but they are all sealed. And those, especially those box paintings, really have to be because there's no frame. So people okay. we'll are picking them up and putting their dirty little
0: paws on them. So you, you do have to varnish them. Yeah. <laughs> I must share that your realistic technical skills are amazing yeah. because yeah we can't believe that it's it's a painting it looks like a real box at first glance <laughs>
1: well i like actually that is like the whole reason i like to paint Trump Lloyd like, is sort of that moment when people realize it's like little shit perception where when they thought is real is painted yeah like that's it that's that's the whole reason i do what i do
0: yeah so Talking about, we talked about the ma- mediums you use. So have you used any other material as well to create the works, like any mixed media or something uh, along with the oil? Oh, I just use like straight up oil, plant. I use a little medium.
1: Um, But one thing that I do that not everybody realizes, unless you're like really watching everything. Okay. Um, but I do paint from life. Like everything is actually set up in my studio. So like the pomegranates, this is a horrible story probably not that many people are watching so i will tell you the horrible story but that that was a commission for someone and it was a really important it was like for her mom's 70th birthday it was a big deal and they really and it had to be pomegranates and i said i'm like i will try to do it but you know they're they're not in season so i'm, I'm just so you know like i'm gonna get my best shot and it ended up being nuts because like i really had to have them in the studio to paint from i mean i still with a Pomegranate, you do have to use some photo reference because they rot the minute. you go. Yeah, but I still wow. had it set up. I ended up having to have them flown from Iran. I found it I raked the grocery store and had them flown to California and then to Rhode Island. Wow. Yeah. No, it was insane because when I I was like, well, it's the internet, right? I could buy a pomegranate on the internet. No, everybody, I was <laughs> putting in my car <laughs> yep, can't have mad season. I'm like, yeah. so. Like I do, I will go to like extremes to make sure that I can set it up in the studio and like paint from like, but photos are good and they're a tool and there are times, there are things that I have painted, like I painted champagne, bath of champagne one time where I bubbles, and, like I'm going to have to have a photo, like I'm not that good, but I don't like making stuff up. So I really do. I like having the thing in the studio.
0: I love your passion for <laughs> <laughs> We've got a question from the audience. Uh, Would you please, from Brian, says, would you please talk to us about the transition from that very painterly style as in gifts from the sea to your current work? Um, I'm sorry, what was the, the earlier, the, early, the first thing? Transition from the very painterly style as in gifts from the sea. Gifts from the sea, is there some like kind of artwork or something to your current work? that's got to be a really old painting i mean I, basically this is kind of interesting you know most people as they paint
1: for a long time and they get older and we're seasoned they get looser that has not happened to me <laughs> i've got tired as i got older which is kind of weird but i started off painting still like and okay. you know very much in the style of my teacher michael michael leviano who was mm-hmm. not a high definition painter he was a lot more like rembrandt like much looser lot of figurative stuff. So when I first started painting, that's really what I wanted to emulate. You know, I wanted to do still life and fruit and flowers like Michael, which is normal. Like, we all kind of want to do what our teachers had. But over time, I think what ended up happening is as my subject matter changed and I got more interested in doing trompe l'oeil, my style got tighter just because I needed to have a higher resolution in my painting Mm -hmm. in order to get that sort of perception shift from the viewer. So... Whereas I used to be able to make a painting in a week. Now it's taking me a little longer. I'm, you know, two, three, four weeks now. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think that, that the shift in looseness to tightness has more to do with what I'm trying to communicate to the viewer and what I'm choosing
0: as subject matter than any other reason. And I think that's the way of enjoying it instead of being on one path on always. You know what? I mean, that's the
1: thing too, Is like, to kind of keep an open mind and keep changing. And it's like, yeah. I'm still doing trompe l'oeil. I mean, I will always, probably always do trompe but I have a bunch of different series I do. You know, it's like yeah. and lately, the last couple of years, I've started doing collage where I'm making, wow. building collages and painting from them. And that's been new and different. And like, all of a sudden I can glue all this stuff. Down. And those are super fun. Like, that, I, I really like those. Not the excitement in the world. Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's new and it's different and it's like a new avenue to explore and it's also very narrative. So I did a painting last summer of a shark with a laser beam, beam strapped to its head. and I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Like, that's, that's it. Like,
0: that's what I got to paint. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what had been like your concepts and ideas on which your work has been based upon? Like we see colorful, happy, comforting moments but sometimes combined with elements that depict depict totally different emotion. Like when we see like a heart painted and which looks so fresh and so real. And then we see knives with fruits and flowers with a pair of scissors as well. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. I almost always try to have something happening,
1: that there's some sort of narrative or something going on. Yeah, That's, that's my goal. Like, I think a lot of people think of Trump Lloyd as like stuff hung on a wall. Like a thing of grapes, which is very beautiful. Like I'm not knocking that at all. But for me, you know, I just need something that has humor, it has whimsy. it has joy. Maybe it's a little weird. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little off color. Like I've made some comic book pieces that are definitely a little off color. Um, but that's just it's really gotta entertain me. You know, it's like it's gotta be something that I really connect with. I mean I just probably one of the big reasons that I don't really paint fruit flowers, because there's a lot of people doing that and doing it really well. Like I don't really have a lot of contribute to that. I'm going to stick with the shark with the laser beam. That's me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I look for. You know, when I have painting ideas, I try to, I try to find the ones that I think people are going to enjoy, you know, that's really going to connect with them with a narrative or for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. And I really wish to uh, see more of your fruit boxes painted. Maybe I get one, painted from you or something. Yeah, I, I, I have a couple more. I'm doing this summer not <laughs> another couple. I have big shows coming up in the fall. So
1: I, I am going to make a few more. I'm done with the bacon. Like, I, wow. And a lot of bacon in the last, okay.
0: It's a big, <laughs> um, all right. Wonderful. And there's a comment, uh, from. Uh, uh I wish to know your go-to brushes and how you prepare the canvas. Oh, my God. Well, I, no,
1: I've done that in like three minutes. I'm sorry. But my favorite brushes?
0: Yeah. Like, like your go-to brushes, like, yeah, which you really use. That is most of the... So time. funny you mentioned that
1: because I've got a real in my graphs folder on my favorite brushes. So I'm going to post that this week for sure. Um, I use a bunch of different brushes. Like, I'm not like stuck to... I just kind of pick up anything, but usually I start with like a big, um, hog bristle, like a five or a six, a thulbert or a round. It's, it's bigger than you would think I would use. I tend to do a very broad walk-in. Once I've got that in, I just kind of move down in sizes. I like Winsor Newton Monarch brushes. Um, most all of my brushes are rounds because I, I enjoy drawing while I paint. So a round brush for me is a really good fit. Um. But yeah, Windsor Newton Monarchs are great. They're synthetic. I usually like those in like a four or a six. And then I just kind of move down. One of my favorites is this cheap, cheap, cheap Jerry's Art Ebony Splendor in a zero. I only like that one. I don't like the rest of them. I only like that zero. Um, but I buy those by the crate. Like when they go on sale, I'll buy like, yeah, I love those because even when they hold their point and you can beat them up. Um, but also when they've been beaten up and they get splayed, they're super useful for little tiny blending. Like, I love that thing. That's like my favorite brush probably. Um, Jerry's. Hi, Jerry's. Yeah. I've been, I've been like messaging with them. Like, hey, I don't know. Talk to me about this brush. But, um, the other one that I really love is the Winsor Newton Scepter Gold around it. A triple zero and a quadruple zero. Um, I don't really use the quadruple zero because it is basically an eyelash glued to a stick. Um. When I have to get that out, it's going to be a bad day, um, but they are awesome little tiny detail brushes. And as far as painting supports, um, I've always made my own panels because when I'm setting something up, like, like let's say collage painting, for example, I'm going to build that collage, make the drawing, figure out what that is, and then I'm going to make the panel fit it. So like I end up with some very freaky sized paintings, like 18 and a half by 23 and a quarter because that's just the perfect size for the setup. Um, but I paint on MDF, which you probably shouldn't do. I've heard very sketchy things about it, but I love it. I seal it with shellac and then I do my own oil ground, which is just, that's a little bit of a complicated process, but it's basically just putting, mixing up oil paint, letting it dry and then polishing it for the wet dry paper. And I love all, oh, not everybody does. I've shared these panels with lots of different artists yeah, and, and well, I won't drop names, but fancy painters and they're like, these are horrible. You paint on these? So. I don't, I don't know if
0: that's, that's probably not okay. But as long as you're comfortable with, I think it's something. I love it. Parathy is from water taste? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for like sharing your real uh, in like information about the painting as well. So really very few artists who actually share so much about their material and medium and the process. But I was so good to hear that. <laughs> I am straight up Robert. Like I'm not doing any, there's nothing i that's <laughs> like secret sauce. Yeah. Yeah. You're creating the magic on the canvas itself. <laughs> <laughs> so um, would you like to share, like you already said that you've been working uh, on you know, the canvas, anything else which we can look forward to, which is coming up in your studio? Um, what do you want work Yeah, I've got two big shows coming up. So I'm
1: just finishing like the last paintings for my solo show. Um, and that's, I have a very big collage painting that I'm going to start as soon as I get back from Boston that I'm very excited about. Um, and a few more little box paintings. I have another really, really off color scramble tile piece that I'm going to do, which everyone is telling me not to make, but I'm going to make it because that's how I roll. Um, that's going to be the one I make for me that doesn't sell, but,
0: um... wow, <laughs> we're really looking forward to see all of them. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So. I have a solo show at
1: Meyer Gallery in Santa Fe mm-hmm. in October. And then I have another show at Gallery 1261 the next night in Denver. That's a group show that I'm very excited about. That's going to be a lot of these amazing contemporary realist painters. So it's, it's going to be a very
0: busy fall. Okay. I, I wish you all the best for all of the projects. <laughs> <So, laughs> there's another question from the audience, uh, your backstory painting are fantastic so are it like a series your backstory my backstory meaning is there any series which is titled your backstory oh oh i have one like the back did i mean the back of the paintings i've done like where i'm saying that maybe that is uh maybe it should be that and loris has asked this question so your backstory paintings are fantastic are you still working on this series i think that must be what they mean. Yeah. Oh, no, I will never stop doing that.
1: Those are, like, some of my favorite make work. I actually take a fan. Yeah, just a bit no, she's saying, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, she's talking. Like, I find <laughs> them in goodwill. I find them in the garbage. They're usually, like, the fronts are, like, kittens with yarn. I mean, they're usually really off. And flip them around and then do a drop mm-hmm. like painting on the back. And, like, I think I'm probably going to start doing a couple of those with scrabble tiles. Like, kind of incorporating those. But I always love to use, like, a picture or text or image. But, like... That, that series is called Best Face Forward. And I have threatened for years that I'm going to do a solo show of nothing but those, you're going to walk in the gallery and it's just going to be backs of paintings with little soul bread stickers on the bottom. And it's going to be, no one wants to do this show. I've I've talked to a couple of galleries and they're all, (laughs) maybe a couple, we don't really need a whole show of those. Um, But I will tell you a funny story about that. I'd love to paint the little red soul sticker. You know, when you sell something gallery, the the red dot? Yeah. And I put that, I used to put that in the corner all the time. And I was at a gallery opening one night and these people, it was packed. These people came up to the gallery and they were like, we are so sad that all these paintings are sold and we can't buy one because I painted red stickers on them. And he like all the blood like drains from his face. He runs (laughs) over and gets a Sharpie (laughs) and like he starts making these signs and he's sticking them up on the wall and he's like, that's a joke that's not solved this is not solved you can buy this <laughs> the artist is an idiot we're so sorry so um it was like yeah you gotta watch that stuff because
0: i love the stories the kind of stories that you create that's so like interesting <laughs> that's full of humor
1: oh but yeah watch out for the sold stickers on your paintings friends not not always a great idea
0: wow. Oh, am looking, looking forward to all of them <laughs> So Natalie, is there anything else which you'd like to share with our audience today before we close out today's conversation?
1: No. I just like I just want to thank everybody that like came by to say hello and ask me a question and just how much I've enjoyed being acting with people. It's just it's been awesome. So
0: thanks you guys. Yeah, it was so good. Everyone just shared their um uh, questions as well as comments. That's Sandra. Sandra me and Sandra are friends. Yeah, it's a horrible story. Don't like don't know. <laughs> all right so it's there um okay lastly would you like to just uh, any message for the artist especially um any motivation because you have been into this field from quite a few years and you are a great learning inspiration for us oh my god motivation
1: i you know what i think honestly and i know that people say this all the time and i know it sounds really trite and tropey but i think just make the stuff that you really love and like that's what's going to connect like I've made so many pieces that people told me not to make. They're like, you should just paint the fruit and flowers. Like that's what people want to buy. And I was like, yeah, I did not ruin my life to paint fruit and flowers for people's dining rooms. Mm-mm. Not going to do it. <laughs> so I think it's really just sticking to your guns and do yeah. what you really love and what really yeah. you. And I think when you're, when you do that, your, your art's going to be seen.
0: You're going to mind your people and find like where that art needs to be. Wow. Thank you so much. It's really like an important message for all the artists. So it was so great talking to you, Natalie, and at an amazing time. Thank, Thank you talking to you. Thank so you so much, Krishma. Thank you for inviting me. This was super fun. I had, and I even managed to get all the right buttons and get on, <laughs> so oh, I'm, I'm feeling good about myself. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Wish you all the best for all your upcoming projects and have a great day. Thank you. You too. you. Bye. Take care.